What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 87, recorded and released today, Tuesday, April, April. Oh my gosh, August April? 11th. <laughs> I don't even know where I got April from. It just came out of the woodwork. I mean, today it does feel like it's August. I mean, it doesn't 11. even matter, right? Everything from March till now, it's just one big blur. Yes, it's like March 132nd welcome, today or something. Welcome to Corona 5 the 11th. <laughs> yes, I love that. It day. is the fifth month, right? March, Corona April, five. May, June, yeah. July, August, uh, six, whatever. I guess. Yeah, it's like five-ish. Anyways, today is the August 11th uh, of 2020, uh, the year of, um, I don't know, great things. Anyways, I'm one of your hosts, and joining me is the wondrous Ahmed. We've got a action-packed, news-packed, uh, very very Microsoft-centric show coming up here, so we're going to jump right into Why'd it. Why'd you say very with an accent there? <laughs> What? He's like, what he say? said very with an accent. You were like very, very pecked. Like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't intentional. Mm, my, my uh, interesting. I don't know. He's slipping. I guess that's my real accent, and I'm hiding it the whole time. <laughs> You're so, doing great. Don't choke on your water, please. We need you I, I here. I didn't. Anyways, I know I babbled last time um, about I don't know. I was like, oh, catch me babbling, and then someone I forget who was like, yes, you were in fact babbling. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So <laughs> who said that? I forget. Oh I don't God. know somebody. Um, but no, they're like, oh yeah, you were babbling on about something, and I don't know. I and mean, then, I that's true. You it, were. It, in turn, it was humorous, so we're good. We're doing our job. Uh, what the Funcast, episode 87. Only 13 more to go till we hit episode 100. Have we been planning for episode 100? No, of course not. This is an off-the-rig off the kind of show, you know, on the fly, you know, improv. We don't plan. At heart, I don't know. Improv? Can you we imagine? don't plan. Improv at heart, I don't know. Maybe... Now that I've done my first switch stream, maybe we could stream something. I don't we know. We could probably or stream we could do something. Like a long stream, and we can like figure it out, like how to stream well. <laughs> I feel like how to stream well. <laughs> I feel like Med our... said, "Listen, we're bad. Feel bad no, for us." Not, like our our E three stream was. Oh, stream like that? Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying our E three stream wasn't great, and I feel like we could do better now that I like know how to stream. Like that part of the puzzle solved, we can like take it to the next level well i'm glad we can take it to the next level in the year that there is no e3 so not even for e3 for our 100th episode that's more important who cares about e3 true e3 is canceled forever Ahmed said who cares about e3 takes a sip of water okay remember the summer game fest and how that was supposed to replace e3 and how like nothing <sighs> happened besides the basic big planned microsoft and playstation events like they did one reveal Which, one time for the yeah. for the unreal engine that was it no, they had like the Tony Hawk thing that was them. Like okay. they had a bunch of other ones too. Um, Cuphead coming to PS4, that was a big one. Is it? Was it? But then the PlayStation Store leaked it out the night before. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Let's jump right into it. What have we been doing, people? We've been playing Fall Guys. So the Literally. hit sensation game here. We we gave it. I say we've been playing. Uh, we played it once. Well, no, twice. Played twice. Yeah, we played it twice. So we played it over the weekend. Game is a lot of fun. I haven't laughed that hard at a video game in a very long time. Um, And we were just cracking up. So, a lot of fun. If you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, get out there. Get on your Xbox. Not your Xbox. Wow, I'm really (laughs) all over the place tonight. If you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, get on your Xbox. I'm all over the place. (laughs) So, funny story. I was looking at the Grounded review on IGN. And um, at the very bottom of it, it's like they ended up ranking it a 6 out of 10, which is fine. And then I'm looking at the PlayStations out of the place. Oh, my God. I'm all over the place. The systems that it's on. And the first one said XB4. Then it said comma Xbox One comma PC. I'm like, hmm, Xbox 4. Okay. I Why see. wouldn't they just say so, XSX? 
Well, I guess because PS4 could be the or, Xbox um, Series S as well. They, met, they just copy and pasted it and then put you know Xbox instead of PlayStation. But someone messed up. Is the moral of the story? I don't think there, they messed so. that up. I think that's just how they're going to know the new generation for Xbox would be XP4. Because for Xbox Anyways, Series X, that totally like, or what did not. Yeah, like what would they? Did you think that they messed it up? It is the fourth generation Xbox. Okay, well, not all of us are quick on our feet like you are, Ahmed. Ooh. I thought you realized. Anyways. No! Oh, my God. I'm stupid. Like, copy-pasting. Like, well, what are they copy-pasting? What are you talking about? Uh, a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC article, because that's all the systems that they listed. Nope. So, anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's over. It's water over the dam. So, Isn't it under the bridge? Yeah. yeah, but if it's water over the dam, it's a lost cause. Water's gone now. Oh, okay. I guess. Mm, sure. That's right. Take a seat, Ahmed. So, yes, if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription and a PlayStation 4th generation, <laughs> then go out and uh, and download Fall Guys. It's a new Devolver Digital game. It is a Party Royale game is what I saw it described as, pretty much where you play as one of 60 players and you just have to get to the finish line or the end of it, and you have to get over these. Like The physics are kind of tweaked and, and janky, and it's a ton of fun. Um, maybe we can stream that this weekend if Ahmed's feeling up to it. Or maybe he's going to be lame again, and maybe we won't. Lame? When was I ever lame? I'm down to stream it. But I guess a good way to describe it for those who are like, what the hell does Party Royale mean? Imagine American Ninja Warrior or whatever one of those game shows is called with, like, beans. (laughs) 60 little beans just hopping around on top of each other. I never knew that they were beans. I don't know if they're actually beans, but that they're bean-shaped shaped i don't know i'm pretty sure devolver has called them beans like on the official fall guys oh, twitter account good. so yeah they're just like a bunch of little beans with legs running around on top of each other stumbling and falling everywhere because they're fall guys and that's what they do it's ridiculously fun and yes yeah, so we should definitely stream it you could stream it bring your ps4 down to your uh your old streaming card so that you could stream it officially I rather could do than that. just through the I ps4 could. streaming which is kind of janky yeah the ps4 streaming is a little <laughs> What is it? <laughs> Sucks teeth aggressively. So um, yeah, so Fall Guys has been a ton of fun. I did, for all of you that did miss my stream, because I only had two viewers, uh, <laughs> I did stream my Switch games, I don't know, random games that I kind of came across. So I primarily game on a Switch Lite. We do also have, I still have my old Switch, my big Switch. So I plugged that into the capture card and streamed on that. Had some technical difficulties. Only took me three tries, but on the third try... We were good. So, uh, what did I stream? I streamed Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, which I'm like, I'll pick right up where I left off, you know, two months ago, last time I played this game, maybe a month ago, whatever. And I was totally lost, like totally lost. So, that was kind of like a crapshoot. But anyways, then I started playing Tetris 99, forgot how much fun that game was. Um, and I got like ninth place, and then eventually I started getting like 40th place. I'm like, okay, it's time to switch games. So, I booted up Evo Land, which is a game that Logan had told me about, um, I think I may have described this before, but anyways, uh, I restarted a new a new save so that um, people could see kind of what it was, and it takes you through like all the evolutionary steps of a video game and where we've come from versus where we are now. So you get like, you know, it's like over the top um, or or top down like Game Boy graphics, and then like you get left and right and up and down movements, and then. Like, you get a treasure chest, and you get, like, music or chip tunes, and then you get uh, another toolbox, and you get, like, color added to your, or, like, 8-bit graphics added to your um, to your game. And then you get another toolbox, and you get, like, 16-bit graphics. And then you get, like, um, 
like analog uh, control stick movements where you can move in like any direction and you know your graphics then get better and and it's a it's a little rpg it's a cute little game came out for ios i think many moons ago got ported over to switch uh it's definitely a lot of fun so uh, I played a good while of that, actually, so I, I'd imagine, I don't think the game's that long, so I can't imagine there being much more of the game, but um, then I also got stuck and couldn't figure out where to go, so I kind of gave up there, um, but it was a weird area. So, anyway, the intention there was that I wanted to stream stuff that I've been playing on Switch that people haven't really heard about, probably, so, um, which was a good intention until I, like, booted up a couple games, and it's like, update required, and they were going so slow. I'm like, I'm literally on top of the router. What do you want from me? Really? I feel like Nintendo's update servers are usually pretty quick. Their updates are are quick. Their system updates are quick, but the game updates can last a while. So, obviously, third-party developers and stuff like that that aren't optimizing as well as Nintendo, those take a little bit longer. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, so I had a good little stream there. So, hopefully, I'll stream some more. I want to play some more Paper Mario there's a lot of other games that I want to play, but not enough time. So, anyway, that's what I've been doing this week. Ahmed, what have you been up to? Tell the world. I obviously played Fall Guys. Um, and then besides that, I haven't really done much. Um, I started Umbrella Academy Season 2, which is great so far. I think I'm like three episodes in. Um, it's really, really good. Highly, highly recommended. Um, I think this season is already better than the first one. Not that the first one is bad in any way. I love the first season, but this season's already like really good. Um, and then I just played a little bit more of Horizon Zero Dawn, which I have now like kind of made it my goal to 100% that game because I'm really, really enjoying it. Like, genuinely enjoying going on every little side quest and like exploring every little nook and cranny. Um, so I think that'll be my next platinum trophy, which I didn't realize. But I just realized that I do have a platinum trophy for Spider Man. I thought that the DLC had to be finished to get the platinum, but apparently not. Uh, that and Spyro. Spyro the Dragon, first one, which is an the, easy one. original Spyro, yeah, not the whole trilogy. At first, not I was the like, whole platinum the whole trilogy. No. Well, I I could if I had put in the effort. Just so the 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 second and third ones add just more collectibles that you have to get, which makes it annoying. Um, versus the first one, you just had to like get the gems, which was easy. I don't know, easy to me at least. But hmm, easy an easy platinum hmm, sounds like a fake a fraud. <laughs> it is. Spider Man was not an easy platinum. I'll give it that, but. No, it wasn't. That took all that. I mean, I gave up on. I think it was like the pigeons collecting the pigeons or whatever. I think that's like the one uh, collectible. That's so easy. But it's the hard part is getting like the the highest tier on like the chasing missions or whatever, where it's like gotta take down those drones. And I remember like I hear Mm. his voice in my head because I had to repeat those missions so many times. And he's like, gotta go faster. Gotta watch out for those smoke clouds. And it's like, shut up. I got them. We're good. That is one game, obviously, with all the rumors going on with um, Miles Morales, including the full Spider-Man game remastered for uh, PS5. That is one game I wouldn't mind just messing around with again. Yeah. Because that game is so much fun. Yeah, it is. I've been meaning to boot it up and just, like, swing around. And, like, obviously, there's nothing to do, but, like, there's procedurally generated, like, crime and whatnot. So you can just... Yeah, you just go around and you beat up the same people. It's just a matter of, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's still fun. No, it's a lot of fun for sure. But, yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn. So it gets, it only gets better from here. Like, the, as you get more towards the end and you can, you get more abilities and stuff like that, the game is just phenomenal. It is just such a great game. Cannot wait for Forbidden West. It's going to be, I mean, I was so glad to see that they announced a sequel to that game because Horizon is just such a good game. Talk about like a really killer franchise. Yes. Um, that they came up with there. So it's just very unique. And Aloy as a character is just awesome. And the storyline's great. 
So, yeah, I'm glad you're playing. I'm glad you're enjoying it. That game is a gem. Yes, it is hella, hella good so far. Um, all right, shall we jump into the Hot Pots? I haven't come up with a more exciting name yet, but one day I will. <laughs> We're going to get Hot Pot now. Yo, let's do it. So, um, so first Go off, ahead, jump into it. I tried not to put any negative news in here. Well, like, not that kind of negative. And you were like... It's time to destroy hopes and dreams. Go ahead. We already knew this hope and dream was destroyed. It's fine. It's now official. Mm-hmm. New York Comic Con officially announced today via email blast, Twitter, everything, that um, obviously New York Comic Con will not happen in person. But they did announce, um, I guess, an, an online-ish version. So New York Comic Con is run by Reed Pop, which owns a ton of brands. Um, so I forgot. There's like something London, and I couldn't tell you what the other ones were. Um but they're doing this online version ish where like every weekend when every one of their cons is officially going to happen um they'll do something online and are partnering with youtube to hopefully actually stream instead of san diego comic-con just uploading a bunch of panels and being like okay we'll have fun um so with hopefully the live event nature of it maybe it'll be a little bit more exciting maybe they'll learn from the mistakes obviously they are a for-profit company where san diego is non-profit um, so I think that, uh, you know, they'll have a little bit more resources to bring us something more exciting than San Diego did. So we shall see. Yeah, th- this will be this will be interesting. Obviously, kind of a crushing blow as, as this one's near and dear to our hearts, being so close to New York. Um, having gone every year for the past, I don't even know, seven, eight years at this point. Like so yeah. Um, kind of stinks but you know look it's you know outside of entertainment college football is essentially canceled this year um, oh, yeah, they just that. announced big 10 and pac 12 just canceled their seasons so it's it's what's best and obviously comic-con and packing in and um you know doing all that is just not gonna it's just not gonna happen so i i, I get where they're coming from i fully support it so you know like you said, it was inevitability at this point and less of a probability. So the reason, though, that they did put this statement out is because there was an article circulating. Um, let me see here. I gotta look for it. There is this article that pro- that um, excuse me cropped up overnight, and it was was it from like Newsweek or someone that's like yeah, like all signs point to Comic Con still happening, and I think that's kind of what accelerated. And they were like mm, their announcement. We here. should probably tell people because like. There was no badges usually go on sale in May. It's August. There's no way that they were like badges usually go out in the mail in September. There was no way that they were going to sell them and yeah. mail them out. Now, um, yeah. So um, let me just interject here real quick. So yesterday at noon, almost one p.m., New York Comic Con. Uh, New York Comic Con has no plans to cancel, and fans aren't happy about it. And this one comes from Newsweek. Um, that pretty much, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no. It says, now it's time to make the decision. Vendors, companies, studios, and fans are uh, currently being held in a state of constant anxiety as a way to see if they'll even be able to make the trip if people bought tickets yet. Um, but, yeah, so it's like this is this is like a total clickbait article, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were calling out uh, Repop to make an announcement, but I think this was total clickbait because, you know, they've got something here. According to the official New York Comic Con website, the show is still on. The site's response to the much-asked question is as follows. Yes, there are currently no plans to cancel or postpone New York Comic Con 2020. We're closely monitoring the COVID-19 situation, collaborating with the Javits Center and New York Comic Con 
will follow all guidelines and precautions put in place by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, CDC, and other federal, state, and local government agencies, including the New York Department, New York City Department of Health. We will continue to monitor the status and guidelines closely. Should anything change, we will, of course, alert our fans. Yeah. As soon as we're able I mean, to. restaurants in New York haven't even opened yet. You really think that they're going to let 100,000 people yeah. back into the Javits Center in October? No. Like, there's no, no. way. And, th- and that's the bullshit part, right? Because that's the same statement that pretty much was up for PAX East when I went, where, like, COVID kind of just started to take off. And I was nervous about going and debated and then ended up going. And you were in Morocco at the time. And that was, like, right before we went to Disney. And then that's when, right about that time, everything kind of went to hell because things started getting canceled around the time of PAX. And it was like, well, no, like, bring sanitizer. And that's where I saw that guy literally lotion himself with hand sanitizer. He, like, took off his shirt and just put sanitizer all over his that's body. Disgusting. I'm like, okay. I don't think that's it how was, it works. It was take a shower. repulsive. So, like, oh, yes, my shirt has the germs. It transferred to my body. Now my body is like, cleansed. What? So, yeah. Unreal. But anyway, yeah, that, so that message really reads like a very early stages of corona message uh, or COVID message than it does a August 11th, 2020 message. So, yes. Um, but yeah, so the, the online version of the event is called Metaverse. That's what it's called. Um, and it's all their brands New York Comic Con, MCM Comic Con, C2E2, which is Chica- uh, Chicago, Emerald City Comic Con, Florida Supercon, Keystone Comic Con, and BookCon are all their brands. And so every. They're actually doing something this weekend, August 13th to 16th. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're doing something. And there's like already hmm. like a whole, you know, quote unquote artist alley guests announced i don't know who these people are but you know they're doing something <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see what comes out of this i you know yeah i mean the virtual content is cool and all and the virtual merch and stuff like that is cool but i at the same time like what is there even to talk about because nothing is like filming <laughs> nothing is happening so there's just nothing to announce at these things and that's part of the big thing like the big things that come out of these events and the big things that we enjoy, like going to the panels and whatnot, like these fun announcements, I don't think there's anything to announce. So I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Maybe they'll have a, a virtual Zoom party where a bunch of people just cosplay and then you could take pictures of people on Zoom. I quick screenshot that one. <laughs> Literally. Anyways, um, in more interesting news. So I just said how nothing's being filmed and nothing's happening, but I might have lied. Um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is being rebooted as a drama. Um, so this one comes from a Hollywood Reporter. Uh, <laughs> literally the first line goes, Now this is a story all about how a viral YouTube trailer is becoming a hot TV series. Um, Will Smith and Morgan Cooper are teaming to adapt the uh, the latter's dramatic reimagining. Morgan Cooper is the, is the YouTuber that created um, this trailer. So they're adapting the latter's dramatic reimagining of the former's beloved NBC comedy, Freshman to Bel-Air. Um, Bel-Air is described as a dramatic take on the former NBC comedy that catapulted Smith to stardom after he spent six seasons starring as a street-smart kid who moved from Philly to the upper-class neighborhood. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that the new Bel-Air has been in the works for more than a year after the four-minute clip went viral when it was posted in March 2019 and caught Will Smith's attention. Cooper, a Fresh Prince superfan, directed in... Uh, created and directed the trailer that reimagined the series as if it were a drama. He will co-write the script, direct, and be credited as co-executive producer. That's pretty awesome. Imagine just, like, creating a fun little thing on YouTube, and then suddenly Will Smith sees it, and he's like, actually, we're going to make this a real thing. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is pretty crazy, because there's so much fan content that's made daily for a lot of stuff, especially the, the Fresh Prince property. And, well, I'd imagine, I, I, have, I haven't looked at 
you know, the fandom for Fresh Prince, but I'm, I'd imagine it's pretty extensive, just like all the other fandoms. Um, this is like a... This is a fan's dream come true for Will Smith to stumble upon something like that and be like, let's do this. Like, it's... So. I actually watched, like, a little bit of the trailer, and it looks really cool. So I imagine, like, when they saw, like, that he had kind of directing ability in a trailer, like, oh, maybe you can actually direct the real show. So, we'll see. Um, but it reminds me of that video. You know, in the voice of Linda in Bob's Burgers, um, mm-hmm. there was this old, like, viral video of this guy, like, dressing up as his mom and walking around the house, like, on having a phone conversation, like, a Long Island accent. And that's who they cast for Linda. Like, just because it was a viral video. Really? Yeah, and it's literally the same exact voice. It's like Linda before <laughs> Linda existed. It's wild. Look it up. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, so well, I'm watch. I'm like watching this video with no sound, and this is very well done and also very dramatic. Yeah, it looks like legitimate. They're like, "How are you going to survive out here?" And it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Congratulations to uh, to Morgan Cooper. Right. Do do weird things and post them on the internet. Maybe you'll be famous one day. I know. That's- right? It's the one podcast moral. Speaking of weird things coming up, uh, Patrick Starr, your boy from SpongeBob SquarePants, is getting his own series. So this one comes from IGN. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants' best friend is on his way to getting his own spinoff series called The Patrick Starr Show, which will see the Pink Starfish become a host of his own late-night talk show. Wait a minute. This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of this, too. Hello? So according to Deadline, Nickelodeon is in the process of finalizing deals for a 13-episode order of The Patrick Starr Show a new animated series coming from the same creative team as the original SpongeBob SquarePants show. The new series will reportedly center around Patrick and his family with Bikini Bottom shirtless and vertebrae uh, heading straight for stardom haha, <laughs> as the presenter of his own late night talk show, which will apparently be in the similar vein as the Larry Sanders show and Comedy Bang Bang. I don't know. I'm not sure what those yeah. are. <laughs> I don't know what either yeah. of those are. I don't know what those are, but uh, this sounds pretty cool. But I, I'm also kind of erring on the side of caution where, you know, they're going through and um oh what okay i thought i clicked the wrong article we're good um no we're good uh this is weird because like they tried to do that with elmo on hbo max and you know they've done a couple of these where they did they did one with the muppets uh or they are actively doing one with the muppets no i guess the muppet show is technically not like a talk show but i don't know i feel like they've done it in weird ways with the muppets as well so I'd err on the side of caution. It'll probably be funny, but if they start introducing like celebrities and stuff like that and try to make it more like a Jimmy Fallon, then I think that'd be kind of weird. But seeing as they're referencing two different shows here, let me look up this. I meant to look this up before. The Larry Sanders Show. Larry Sanders, who are you? Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Like, We'll see, but I feel like Patrick is really good as a punchline rather than as yeah. the main attraction. I don't know. We'll see. Gary Shandling is Larry Sanders in this iconic showbiz comedy about a fictional late night talk show host and his dysfunctional staff. So it's, it's an HBO show. So oh, but it's like a real. It's not a cartoon. It ran from yeah, it ran from ninety two to ninety eight. Oh, that's mad old. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's maybe it'll have like an actual story, like an actual universe outside of just him being the talk show host. Like it'll be about him being a talk show host as opposed to it just being a talk show. Does that make sense? I met out, I met out here sitting like, welcome to the Patrick Star Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? Where it's like, yes, like, yes, like it's not like you're just not, whatever. 
Of <laughs> I course, can't, yes. I can't form words and thoughts anymore. <laughs> no, I know. Speaking of being unable to form words and thoughts, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are coming back <laughs> for 13 episodes. Did you, ever, did you ever watch this show? I did. I absolutely did. The Animani, okay. Totally Insaney. Nicolini. Do you remember in grade school when we had to sing that song, the state song? Yes. From this show? Yes. Uh, I don't remember how it starts. Something, something, Boise, it. Idaho. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so in part I remember too. Uh, wait, hold on. I'm going to find it. You okay, keep going so, through the story. Sorry. I'll find <laughs> if you haven't guessed, the Animaniacs are coming back. Apparently there's a Hulu revival, um, which I don't know. This makes it sound like it was announced before, but I'd never heard of this. So it's news to me. Um, this one comes from IGN as well. Hulu has revealed the release date for its survival of the beloved 90s cartoon Animaniacs. The antics begin on November 20th. It has been 22 years since the final 99th episode of the Animaniacs. But 2020 sees the return of the popular show. Uh, Hulu, Amblin Television, and Warner Bros. Animation are proud to unveil a brand new version of the iconic family-friendly cartoon series for the whole family as the Warner siblings Yakko and Wacko and the Warner sister Dot um, have a great time wreaking havoc. Yeah, wreaking havoc and mayhem and the lives of everyone they meet. Um, I am hell excited for this because I'm a child and I love the Animaniacs as a kid. It was probably like one of my favorite cartoons. Um, yeah, is this the the country song of the city? No, it's the state one. So long introduction. That's the only one I remember, Boise, Idaho. Massachusetts, Boston, and Albany, New York, Tallahassee, Florida, and Washington, D.C., Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Nashville, Tennessee. Anyways, there's still another full minute and a half. I clearly, so, for, but it gets like super fast at the end. But yeah, I, I don't remember. Okay, fine, since you're teasing the audience here. <laughs> I think it gets fast. I've been making it up. I think it does. Juno's in Alaska and there's Lincoln in Nebraska and it's Rolly out in North Carolina Rolly. and then there's Madison, Wisconsin um, Maybe I'm lying Yeah, you are lying I thought you got like faster as it progressed but maybe I'm lying But yeah, I memorized that for, for our music class and promptly forgot it You memorized the whole thing? Did we, Were we not supposed to? Didn't we like sing it at a, at a chorus assembly thing or whatever? We did, I didn't remember it I didn't <laughs> What do you mean? We sang it and we didn't remember it? I, no, I only sang the parts that I knew. I didn't study up. Wow, Come on now. Fake. What do you think I am? You think I read books in school or something? Come <laughs> I on. I knew it at one point. I also knew we did the Mambo Number no. Five, but like the Disney version. It was like a little bit of Goofy by my side, a little bit of Mickey's. Oh, all yes, I, mean. I remember that. Yeah. Our class didn't do that, but yes, I remember that. Our class did it. Clearly, you were in the not superior class. Um, obviously that is that is correct, but that's okay. <laughs> obviously now, that is correct. Uh, that's okay. So, anyways, on to the hot pots and gaming, and here we go. Ready? Okay, that's a cannon shooting <laughs> off because we got a lot of news coming in. <laughs> I was like, I was like please happening? be a cannon shooting off. Anyways, Bombshell? sometimes you look for sound effects on YouTube. <laughs> All right, people, we got a lot of news coming in, so buckle in. The hot pots yes, for gaming. This episode We're here. brought to you by Microsoft. 
literally. So hot off the presses, uh, as of a little while ago, a article was posted on HaloWaypoint.com, your number one source for all news Halo. Is that an official straight from official site? Yeah. Okay. This comes straight from 343 Industries. Excuse me. Got it. Uh, so this one came actually seven hours ago at this point, so 3 p.m. today, uh, Eastern Standard Time, from 343 Industries. And I'm just going to read a couple of these uh, verbatim straight from the website. This one comes from HaloWaypoint.com, as I said before. Halo Infinite Development Update. Today I want to share an important Halo Infinite Development Update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to sh shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to, by, uh, excuse me, to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship at this holiday, implying crunch. Uh, but let's keep moving on. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support this, uh, the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for supporting and understanding. Chris Lee, studio head for Halo Infinite. I wonder so, if the... <laughs> shitty graphics were the reason that they were like 100 percent mm. no uh well no yes 90 percent. i would say that they're definitely yes i would say they're definitely a contributing factor the negative press around halo infinite um given the tiptoeing around maybe we'll have multiplayer launch maybe we won't you know when's the game going to be done we're not really sure but hopefully this holiday or we're aiming for this holiday there's a lot of tiptoeing around the graphics spoke for itself the gameplay i think somebody like remade the gameplay almost identical in halo's forge mode which allows you to like make a, a level or whatever um and i think like i don't know people remade it and remade better assets with like pretty much the pieces that they had so anyways this is a crushing blow to xbox's uh, launch lineup because this was going to be the marquee title for xbox so that ties directly into the next article now uh, and then we'll kind of divulge into all of this once that's done um but then xbox took it to news.xbox.com putting out an official press release talking about the release date for the Xbox Series X, finally. So at 12 p.m., uh, which, what did I just say? That came out seven hours ago, so, you know, a little... No, yeah, so I guess Xbox actually put their announcement out earlier, unless this is Pacific Standard Time, which it may be, because they're based in uh, Redmond, Washington. Yeah. So, anyways, this one comes from Xbox now, who says, Xbox Series X launches this November with thousands of games spanning four generations. So they said, today we announced updates to Halo Infinite's launch timing. Or, well, yeah, then it must have been uh, Pacific time, because if they talked about that, it had to have already happened. So they pretty much both came out at the same time. Uh, to Halo Infinite's launch timing, our vision at Xbox and 343 Industries has always been to deliver the most ambitious Halo game forever for our fans, while also balancing the team's well-being. To do that, we will need some more time to finish the critical work necessary to launch Halo Infinite, which will come in 2021. But we have plenty of, plenty to keep you busy until Chief arrives. There will be thousands of games to play, spanning four generations when Xbox Series X launches globally this November, and over 100 optimized for Xbox Series X titles, built to take full advantage of our most powerful console, uh, our plan for this year. And with brand new console features like hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, frame rates up to 120 frames per second, faster loading times, and quick resume for multiple games, playing will look and feel better no matter which games you choose to play on day one. 
Then they have some bullet points here. More than 50 new games planned for this year across generations and optimized for Xbox Series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Gears Tactics, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Watch Dogs Legion. With smart delivery, you only have to buy these games once to play the best versions for your console across generations. New games developed for Xbox Series X and launching with Xbox Game Pass, including exclusives like The Medium, Scorn, Tetris Effect Connected, and more. More than 40 popular games newly optimized take full advantage of Xbox Series X, such as Destiny 2, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Madden NFL 21, and more. A shared library of great games through Game Pass, uh, hundreds of developers are at work on new games for Xbox Series X that will raise the bar for fidelity, speed, and immersion, and the best way to discover new games will be with Xbox Game Pass. Game Pass delivers a curated library of content across console and PC, including all games from Xbox Game Studios the day that they launch for one low monthly price. Beginning September 15th, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members will also be able to play more than 100 games from the cloud on their Android phone or tablet, enabling them to take their game, their console gaming on the go. Experience you, experiences you expect on Xbox consoles, such as your friends list, friends list, achievements, controller settings, and safety and progress all come with you when you play on mobile. Very cool stuff. Ahmed, you actually forgot to mention that you played this. Um, that you played, uh, uh, what do you call it? xCloud a little Oh, yeah. That was like two minutes ago for all of two minutes. <laughs> that yeah. count. But still. So your experience was good, though. It was promising, so yes. it looks good. No, it is really, really cool. Um, it's, there's like, it's almost scary how little latency there is. I genuinely forgot I was streaming for a second. It was crazy. But I was also yeah. streaming on home Wi-Fi, but it was still cool. Yeah. So, uh, and then coming down the home stretch here, play thousands of games across four generations of content. Playing your favorite games and franchises across four generations of Xbox was a key tenet for us in the next generation of console gaming. This commitment means that you have access to thousands of titles across four generations of content from Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Our back and pat team continues to develop new innovations that can be applied to a curated list of titles that will enhance them even further than was possible when they were originally created. These optimizations include the ability to render titles with increased resolutions up to 4K, delivering new HDR reconstruction techniques to games that were developed years before HDR came into existence, applying anisotropic, anisotropic, anisotropic filtering to improve image quality and creating ways to increase or double the frame rate of certain titles. Whether you've played for years or have just recently picked up a controller, we can't wait to see you to see. We can't wait for you, excuse me, to see and feel the first big step in, into gaming's next generation with Xbox Series X this November. So, a lot to unpack, but then the plot thickens further. So, with the, um, well, there were there was a white Xbox uh, Series X controller circulating the internet. Uh, which one then concluded that it was most likely the controller for the Xbox Series S that leaked out the the cheaper line model uh, of the system. And then, uh, with some of the unrest and the looting that was going on in Chicago, uh, a couple controllers popped up on the local... Uh, on Excuse me, on OfferUp, I think, is where they were bought from initially, or Facebook Marketplace, one of the two. And people got their hands on these controllers, and they are, in fact, the Series X controller in robot white. Um, that are coming out of uh, certain areas of Chicago. So uh, there, someone posted a video here. Our series Xbox on Twitter posted a video of the box of this robot white, clearly a Series X controller, ser clearly the new controller, um, posting a video. And the side of the box actually says, for Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, Windows 10, Android, and iOS. So... Very interesting to see this now because this all but confirms now 
that there is in fact an Xbox Series S in development that's planned for launch. And then to add insult to injury even further, today Tom Warren on Twitter uh, said that uh, a tipster has reached out to say that there's boxes that are showing up uh, that are saying do not sell or display before um, November 6th, which would lead people to believe that Xbox Series X and possibly Xbox Series S are launching on November 6th, which is a Friday. So, very wild stuff. Um, Imagine I, having your stuff leaked because you shipped controllers early to Best Buy. Why are they shipping them this early? Like, August. I feel like there's so many... There's so many ways for it to... Oh, I guess they ship it in, like, in brown boxes, whatever. And that's where the tape is that said the, the November 6th. So it's not like they're shipping just, like, a plain box where you know what's in it. But, like... Anyone with two brain cells will know. I don't know. It feels like why do they do? Is this normal? Do they ship things to stores that early? Or that much in advance? So I was talking to Lauren about this, and and we had some because it was like, well, why? You know, we were talking about Black Friday and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I guess shipments are coming in for Black Friday around late July, early August to make sure that they have the product on hand, which we've seen this in the past. If you notice, like, some targets and stuff start getting, like, those outdoor pods almost where they actually store product in there, and then they, like, fence it off and and stuff like that. Or even Best Buy, you'll see, like, in the back of the store, there's these giant pallets of stuff that'll sit there for a couple months. And all that stuff is typically for Black Friday. Granted, like, new release video games that they mark down, those are just on-hand stock they mark down. But some of the bigger products, I guess. But I, I still can't wrap my head around why they'd be launching or why they would, they would be sending the controllers. I mean, thank God they didn't send, like, the consoles, right? That'd be even bigger of a mess. Um, but they, they're sending these controllers. I guess there's really no harm because it's just a new controller. It's got a share button. It's got a, a USB-C on it and a new D-pad. So it's kind of like if they said, hey, we're updating the controller for Xbox One. No one really think anything of it. Um, I don't know. But uh, well, I guess yeah. something to also consider is with COVID, like if there's in case there's any shipping delays, because I guess you never know like what's going to happen, you know, down the line. They kind of want to cover their asses and make sure that things are, are available at the stores for launch day. Yeah. So they just do it now when everything is, you know, relatively calm so that, you know, come November, if there's like a huge second wave and suddenly there's like no delivery services or no delivery drivers then, you know, they're covered in that sense. I don't know. That's, But maybe, do we know for sure that they haven't sent the actual consoles yet? I, mean, I guess maybe uh, not to that specific I mean, Best Buy. No, nobody's found them yet, but yeah. <laughs> that would be wild. So can you imagine? I, I don't know. It's, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can, you know, and I, and I started talking about this before we started recording, but it's disappointing because I... I'm a big. I know, despite my criticisms in the last, uh, you know, going through their episode or their their show that they did, I am a big fan of Microsoft, and I think that like XCloud and what they're doing in the Game Pass space is amazing and it's fantastic. But my fear at this point is is they're marketing now a system that was once being marketed with Halo Infinite with, hey, day one you have Xbox One X or Xbox Series X, you've got access to all these different games on Game Pass, and and I get that right, but. At the same time, I you know I don't know if that's enough to sell. But then we've talked about this ad nauseum. They're not necessarily selling systems; they're trying to sell 
they're trying to sell Game Pass subscriptions and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, Halo is it? Wait, I don't want to say this. We're asking, Halo Infinite will play, will run on Xbox One, will it not? Yes. So like, so it's gonna run on Xbox One and Xbox Series exactly. X. Exactly. Yeah. So that like that isn't even an incentive to buy a new console. Well, I guess I don't know. It's kind of like with uh, Twilight Princess with the Wii launch when it launched on both GameCube and Wii. But we yeah. ended up still selling a shit ton, even though it literally only launched with that. And what was that dumb game with like the ninjas and the guns? There was like swords and guns. Red Steel. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I was so hyped for that game. I'm not being so bad. Um, yeah, but Red Steel Two was really good. Was it? I replayed it. Yeah, got good reviews. I mean, not like fantastic reviews. But yeah, good reviews. better reviews. But so I don't know. I guess now that they don't have Halo Infinite, I don't know. Like, there's literally nothing else coming out at launch besides third-party games, like Cyberpunk, I guess. Yeah, and 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 even that Cyberpunk, I was reading the next-gen upgrade or whatever that they're put pushing out. Will come until 2021. Already till 2021. Yep. So it's like no, I I actually had a a very long discussion with myself about whether I was going to get that game on console or PC, and I ultimately decided on PC just because regardless of whether it plays better graphically like given my current graphics card i probably won't be upgrading my graphics card for a little bit um especially from buying a ps5 this holiday um i think the mods are more than worth it and because we've been we've been what's the word (laughs) we've been uh smeckledorfed hornswoggled (laughs) with not getting games that (laughs) can be modded like beat saber is a great example uh, like so many people make so many awesome mods for Beat Saber on PC, but we're stuck on PS4 and what the DLC that they give us. Versus that makes me so sad. Like just knowing the mod community, what they can do with games like Skyrim. Like people have the reason Skyrim is still so big and popular is not because it's. I mean, yes, it's a good game, it's a great game, but like on PC, you can make it. You can download so many mods to like upgrade the graphics in ways like you can't even imagine. Like people have made so many like. I don't know, like, extremely realistic trees and, like, better water and all these things. I have, like, I don't know, 20 mods loaded up, so when the game loads, it's, like, all your mods are loaded. Uh, but, like, I can only imagine what the community will do for something like Cyberpunk. Uh, so, I think PC is the way to go. You should get on PC, too, so if we ever play online, which I doubt I will, but <laughs> we can play together on there. I'm glad there's uh, there's faith there. Did you so actually speaking of Cyberpunk, this is a really quick thing. They did a little speaking of Summer Game Fest that I was just shitting on. Um, they did a little thing yesterday where they kind of revealed the three different paths that you can take, and it looks very cool. Um, there's like three completely different paths that you can, uh, three completely different beginnings to the story. Um, you can either start of like a, a street kid and you're living in like the streets of Night City, so you kind of know the streets better and you know what's going on. You get you know different upgrades that way. You could start as a nomad and you're living out in the desert, um, or you could start as what's called a corpo and you're like, you know, working in the big corporations in Night City. Um, and they give you very, very different, at least beginnings of the story. But the developer was saying that your your background will carry out and you know make the entire story very different because you know even towards the end of the game you'll have options available to you that won't be available to other backgrounds. Um, so it looks to be hmm. very, very much in like. RPG fashion, like when you pick your role, that is your your role for the entire duration of the game, rather than, oh, I chose stealth so I can like hack things, but like the story is essentially the same. Like it's it's very very much to be a little more immersive than that. So 
I'm excited. Interesting. I'm very, very excited. Did you did you buy it on PC yet or no? I have it pre-ordered on both PC and PS4, but I'm going to probably cancel the PS4. Oh, you got it for... Oh, you got it through Amazon on PC, right? Yes. Yeah, when they were I remember like, sending it was that discounted. To you. Yep. Because I was like, I don't know which one I wanted on, so I just got both. But. I've got them both pre-ordered on Xbox and PS4, so... And Get that was with, one. like, a discount that I had, like, ages ago, back when they gave discounts on, uh, they did the 20% or whatever, so it was for forty seven ninety nine. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what I, that's when I got the both of them for. No, I'm talking about when they, they used to give prime discounts on, like, all new games. Oh, you did this, like, that years like, ago. <laughs> yeah, like, it's sitting oh, there, God. it's sitting right next to Metroid Prime 3, or 4. <laughs> Metroid Prime 4. It's ridiculous. I, I go to open orders and like it's like the order looks glitched. It's so freaking old. It's ridiculous. I have Metroid Prime Four pre-ordered at Best Buy still. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, so ridiculous. I'm always afraid that I'm like gonna forget having pre-ordered something and then it's just gonna appear. <laughs> so like it's so long ago. Ugh. But at least Last of Us Two came out. That was a long one. That was in in the queue for a minute. Anyways, yeah. um, speaking of nothing related, to Cyberpunk. Marvel's Avengers beta impressions. Um, do you want? Did you get a chance to play it? I did not get a chance to play it. Um, so you got a code. I, so I intended to. So here's a funny story. So I have it pre-ordered. I thought I had a pre-order for both systems. I have a pre-order for just PS4 on Amazon. So I never got a beta code. Interesting. Uh, for it, even though I pre-ordered it. So that was fun. Scam. Um, and then I was telling Ahmed, there is so Verizon for Verizon customers does this promotion called Verizon Up, where every month you get a reward, so you can get like a $5 reward or whatever, or it's like a $5 gift card to Amazon or Starbucks. You can choose like all these different vendors, or you can do like $5 to a charity or like $10 towards a device at Verizon and all these different things. But they also have these things called super tickets. And that's how we were able to go to Jingle Ball last year, where it used to be a little bit different where you would like get a credit. Now it's just like a a time basis where like you can redeem a super super credit um, item every like six months or something like that. So... Anyway, long story made longer, it used to be credit-based, and they used to do, like, concert tickets and stuff like that. So you would be able to go and try to get it. There'd be, like, a countdown timer. It would, you know, hit zero at a certain point, like maybe 12 Eastern on a Wednesday, whatever day, whatever uh, month or uh, day of the month. And you would be able to get or have a chance to get these seats. And there'd be, like, very few seats available. It'd be, like, maybe, I don't know, 15 seats or 30 seats maybe. So they're fairly limited and i was sitting one time eating lunch and i saw the jingle ball tickets go up and i saw the countdown timer for like five minutes I'm like i'm gonna try it what the hell and i ended up getting it super cool we had really good seats our seats were priced at like 500 dollars each holy crap. so yeah we were like we were pretty low i mean so yeah. so it was super cool so anyway i saw on twitter it was posted that if you go into the verizon app there's a super ticket for getting the full game download of Marvel's Avengers and beta access and uh, exclusive like Verizon uh, costumes and stuff. So I was like, holy shit. So I jumped in there, got it, redeemed the code. So now I have a free copy of Marvel's Avengers for PS4. So Oh, I didn't realize cool you stuff. got the actual free copy. I thought you just got the beta code. No, I got the whole game. That's what Anyways. I was because it literally says Marvel's Avengers beta code or beta access. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'll pre-order the damn game and get pre-order for free. And then if you look in the fine print, it says, play now and then get a full ding, a game download code sent to you uh, at launch. And I'm like, okay, like, I'll do this. Never mind, I'll play now. <laughs> yeah, so, but now the beta's closed. The beta was only for the weekend. So I redeemed that yesterday. So even though I down, I just I went through and I pushed through the download on my PlayStation to download the beta access. So it's going to open up again this weekend 
which will be the open beta for PS4, closed beta for Xbox. So it's going to open up again this weekend, and then it'll open up again the following weekend as a completely open beta for PC, Xbox, and PS4. For regardless of whether or not you pre-ordered. Correct. Got it. Yeah. So, and I may be, I may be wrong. I'll, I'll look it up again. But um, I didn't realize it was coming to PC. But this, this doesn't feel like a game to play on PC. Or maybe it does. No, so. no, it definitely doesn't. Especially with Spider-Man coming to PS4. I'm. No. Oh well, that too. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, because I had the choice of Steam, Xbox, or PS4. So, and then they're doing free next-gen upgrades for uh, for both the consoles. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, so, given that you haven't gotten a chance to play, I guess we just have to rely on, on IGN's impressions for now. Um, so, IGN's kind of doing a review in progress, because I guess they have the full copy of the game, I'm assuming. Um, and they're actually doing a full review, since it does come out next month. Uh, but based on their review in progress, this is what they had to say, and they're kind of, I'm assuming this is the, the kind of, like, verdict or whatever, the closing notes? This is based, yeah, this is the closing notes based on the beta campaign. Yes. So they go, this beta's campaign content has flashes of brilliance, and I am genuinely excited and optimistic to play the rest of the story. Um, but the other side of the Avengers coin, and that of a Destiny-style looter, seemingly meant to be replayed long after the campaign credits roll, has me wholly unimpressed and extremely worried. It could be easily, uh, it could easily be that those concerns are unfounded uh, once I've played the full game, but right now I'm left anxious as I am impatient to find out. Um, this one comes, or that comes from Tom Marks. Um... So I don't know. I mean, we played this at Comic Con last year. Last year, yeah. um, and even then, I don't remember being like, "Wow, this is amazing." Like some characters, I was like, "Oh, this is cool," and some characters, I'm like, mm, "I wish I could stop playing Iron Man." Um, yeah, which is interesting because you think you'd want to play as Iron Man, right? Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a weird one. Um, I just, it was definitely a weird one. I wonder and, when, what you're gonna think, having played that early of a version of the game and how it is now. Yeah. How much was how much has changed? Yeah, so I'll make I'll make an effort this weekend to give it a try. Um, this past weekend, I just never got around to it. So, um, and and also like I saw the issues on Twitter, like you know all these different pictures of all these different glitches, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I get it's a beta, it happens, but and I was also reading. Uh, people's notes saying pretty much that the game was not very good so um or at least the beta was not very good but so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens i mean i'm sure there's some entertainment to be had i think that the controls were tighter than i anticipated when we played at a comic-con um and there wasn't like there's a little bit of a like a latency delay i think between the time that you hit a button to the time the character did something on screen you know where there's that little bit of a lag sometimes where it doesn't feel as tight as you want it to be but overall, it felt pretty good. Black Widow felt pretty weak. Hulk was fun to destroy stuff. Iron Man was annoying, like you said. And then I think Thor was fun to play as. Yeah. Thor and Hulk, and then, I think, were, were a lot of fun. Because, like, uh, melee characters felt better than than kind of shooting characters like Black Widow and Iron Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. The and then we mechanism. also played as Captain America, right? Where you, you got into the facility and you like, threw a shield and stuff. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. And then he yeah. died. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, maybe we can play it together because it'll be open for everyone on this weekend, so you can give it a Is shot. Is it an online co-op game? I think so. I didn't realize that it was. Maybe I'm silly, um, but I'm scrolling through the IGN review here, and one of the like the big points that they point out, or one of the like the most fundamental problems. So I'll just quote from Tom here: Based on the beta, the most worrisome fundamental problem sitting at the heart of Avengers is in its loot. 
which could be put in a college textbook to teach building designers to teach budding designers what an unfulfilling equipment system looks like. It's a convoluted mess uh, full of invisible stat improvements, marginal gains for your characters, and this is not a joke, what appears to be eight different resources to collect and upgrade your gear with, most of which seem to be functionally nearly identical and unintuitively assigned to different types of equipment. Um, so I remember there being a screenshot on Twitter of like kind of the upgrade screen and it looked more complicated than like a JRPG. Oh god, <laughs> like, please it, don't say that. It looked like it just no one's sitting there and playing Avengers in order to maximize their, you know, dexterity stat. I don't know. Like you just want to feel like a powerful superhero. Like I understand getting, you know, marginal upgrades, maybe unlocking new abilities and skills, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this actually plays out. Um, because I think it's too far in the game now to, or too far in the, well, yeah, too far in the game now to, to make any wishes for other things. Yeah, as a games as a service is what what it intends to be. I think. I think that there's still hope that they'll fix it. I don't think they can afford to let it fail. But uh, we'll see. We shall. This is definitely the biggest Avengers game yet. I guess. Uh, yeah, the only Avengers the only, game. The only Avengers game, yeah. The only other thing is Ultimate Alliance 3, which was mixed. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the Ultimate Alliance games where you can play as different Avengers characters, but this is the only, like, actual... But they were more comic book based. This is... I wouldn't even say this was this based is... on the movies. <laughs> it's not. Well, that's but true, too. It's definitely comic book based, but it's, uh, it's an interesting take. We'll see. I hope that they didn't make it into a full JRPG, because... Well... I wouldn't be shocked. Don't, it is please, please don't refer to it as a JRPG. <laughs> that makes me so sad. We'll see. I'm oh, excited for gosh, your impressions. Was... You know what, though? You know what's even crazier than that? Re-releasing a game that's seven years old for $60. <laughs> Anyways. So, not really. So, uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming to Nintendo Switch on October 30th. So, this is an interesting one. Once again, Nintendo kind of stealth dropped this one. Uh, on their Twitter account, and said, prepare yourselves, brave explorers. Set off for the lush planet PNF-404 when Pikmin 3 Deluxe lands on 1030. This version features multiple difficulty modes, new side story missions featuring Olimar and Louie, and all the DLC from the original release. That's cute. When is Super Mario 3D World coming? <laughs> That's what I want to know. When? So I think that there's going to be like a big announcement of it's, you know, it's Mario's, what is it, it's 35th? Mario 35th anniversary? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, Mario, Mario, Mario's 35th. So there's this rumor that we've reported on, right, where they're going to re-release, like, the Super Mario All-Stars 2 bundle, where it's going to be Super Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine. Um, Ugh. I feel like would literally lose my mind if they announced Sunshine. I know we've talked about this before, but just the thought of it again gave me chills down my spine. Anyways, I love Super Mario Sunshine so much. Yeah. That is, so, like, by far, I think, my favorite platforming game. Yeah. So, it's... um, <laughs> I loved Super Mario Galaxy, specifically. I never finished Sunshine, but I played the hell out of it. And I, mean, I love Super Galaxy 64. Don't get me wrong, but Super Mario Sunshine, oof, Chef's Kiss. Yeah, yeah. So I did really like Super Mario Galaxy Two. So that was also part of the rumor was that it was also going to have Galaxy Two. But then in conjunction, 
The rumor also said that they were going to announce a port of 3D World at that point coming to uh, Switch as well. So I think that those are like the heavy hitters for like the November time frame because those will sell like gangbusters. I mean, you have people that are like, oh, I don't, I, you know, my kid has only played Super Mario Galaxy, but not these other two. So, I mean, I remember when Super Mario 64 DS came out, it it sold like crazy. That was I my mean, only access to ever play that game because I never owned an N64. That was like the first time I ever played it. There you go. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I am super excited for this. I would love to replay all three of those games uh, because there is some, there's a charm about Mario games that just, I don't know. Yes, because and they don't. Nintendo doesn't really have anything else slated for holiday, do they? No. I mean, no, they do not, and it's, uh, and it's frustrating. There, there's nothing else. So they announced this. Uh, Paper Mario came out last month. I think Pikmin's like the next big release. I don't think they have anything else right now in the pipeline. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like doesn't like we don't have a time frame for like you know Bayonetta three, Metroid Prime, you know the rumored Metroid Prime trilogy. So it would be really nice if we got a Nintendo Direct sometime soon that wasn't like a Nintendo Direct Mini or some other nonsense where it's just a full on Nintendo Direct. But I know that we're in a COVID world, which and that's asking for a lot. So yeah, I know that. Um, I mean, it has been a while since we've gotten a big Direct, so I would assume it's coming sooner rather than later. How soon? I don't know, I, but sooner rather. Than I later. would hope so because there's still been no there's still been no uh, E3 direct. So, but then why would you announce this on Twitter? Why wouldn't you just save it for a direct if a direct was coming? So, think about it. Take a second. Ding. Anyways, <laughs> um, and we are at fifty-seven and a half minutes, and we have not so much, but a few other things to cover. Uh, so Rocksteady Studios has teased a Suicide Squad game for DC Fandom. Um, is DC Fandom their, like... It's like a virtual event. Okay. Um, I was like, what is this? Yeah, it's like a virtual event. So they announced that they're, you know, they put up, Rocksteady put up this, uh, this target locked, hashtag DC Fandom, August 22nd, hashtag Suicide Squad game. So Suicide Squad coming or being worked on by Rocksteady is like the worst kept secret in the industry like everybody's reported that Rocksteady is working on a Suicide Squad game but then it's always been like what else are they working on um, so I don't know what to make of this I don't know maybe you know more than I do about DC people but this is Superman with like something coming out of his eyes he looks like he's taken over and I was, I was trying to read up on it it's like He's taken over by some other character, possibly Bizarro. I don't know. It, you know so there's all these. I would guess Bizarro because he looks purple in this image. Yeah, Bizarro's number one. That's all I know from the Six Flags ride. I don't oh know anything, God. but oh my god! Oh wow, this person. I'm looking at the replies to this tweet, and literally, this person Fahim just like has replied to this tweet sixteen thousand times. There's one with a selfie. This man's really getting Wait, after it. What? If you look at this tweet from Rocksteady Studios, look at the replies. Every other reply is from this person named Fahim. And they're just freaking out in all caps. I don't see anything. I see somebody that posted a reaction that says, I can see this dub with my eyes closed. <laughs> Um, oh, wait, is this him? Phantom Batman or something? Oh, yeah, I no, see it. yeah, you just keep scrolling down. And he's like, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad game. Wow, just wow. Suicide <laughs> The revolution is now? The hype is crazy. The goddamn Superman. Batman, when? The day it has arrives hype? 
What? Oh my god. He's he's hyped by him. How they be killing Superman with billets? This will be lit to heaven? Oh no. <laughs> we need Will Smith too? Anyways. So so yeah, go follow Fahim on Twitter. So, someone's real hype. Um so yeah, that's happening. I don't know. I guess we'll see on August twenty second what this actually entails and whether this will be a worthy competitor to Marvel's Avengers. It's almost like so. What I think, yeah. Sorry, it's almost like what I was gonna say. Whether well, it's like, or it was almost like how the Avengers movie came out and they're like, "Ooh, let's make a Suicide Squad movie," and then the Avengers video game came out and they're like, "Ooh, let's make a Suicide Squad game." So yeah, apparently this has been in development for a while, but so is the Avengers game. Yeah. So um, I think that this though is to make sure that DC fandom gets viewers to see like the first ever live gameplay because they saw what happened at San Diego Comic-Con and they're like hmm let's not let that happen. Yeah. I mean literally the bar is the ground. If you have a streaming event that isn't just YouTube videos posted, you're already doing better than San Diego Comic-Con did it. So That's true. That's true. But let me ask you this Ahmed. If you had the opportunity, would you replay The Last of Us Part 2? Not for another 5 years. <laughs> not until <laughs> There's like a Last of Us Part Three or, or like a DLC or something. Even with the DLC, no, I wouldn't replay it. If there was a Part Three announced, maybe. But I also wouldn't want a Part Three announced. I think the story's over. Hmm. Would you? No. Would you play it on permadeath difficulty for 24 no. hours? There's. You would have to pay me a lot of money to do that. Imagine if you were at the 23rd hour and you died. No. <laughs> That's it. Game over. Forever. No, um, I, I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> we ask these questions because that's now an option. Um, the, the Last of Us first patch comes out August 13th. This one comes from Polygon, um, who's rounded up the details here. The Grounded update is what it's called, which I originally was like, why are we reporting on Grounded? That game is bad. We're not. Uh, on Grounded difficulty... Enemies are more deadly. Crafting materials and ammo are incredibly scarce. Gameplay assists like listen mode and certain uh, HUD elements are disabled. And according to Naughty, or yeah, according to Naughty Dog, uh, once the grounded update is released on Thursday, grounded difficulty will be available from the start. You won't need to unlock it. Um, if that doesn't sound hard enough, the patch will also bring in a permadeath mode, which was not available in the original game. Uh, this death or this mode is what it says. You have to play the game without dying. Um, but you can set checkpoints on a per chapter or per act basis, but per chapter, I mean, the chapters are not too long, maybe like an hour or two each. Um, acts can be like hours, like the entire segment of, you know, the beginning. I don't know when you're in the snow until stuff happens with the character. I don't know if it's okay to spoil things at this point. I won't. No, don't spoil it. But like acts can be hours and hours long. So, um... Good luck to anyone that tries to get a platinum for this game because I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> it it literally says it will remain possible to unlock a platinum trophy for Last of Us Part Two without earning the two new trophies for Grounded and Permadeath. Oh, I can't read. <laughs> 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 You've known me for so long, you know that I've never read anything in my life. Um, it'll also can't apparently swim, can't read. <laughs> it'll also introduce some visual, audio, and gameplay modifiers. The list includes thirty new graphics rendering modes, uh, more than just visual filters. The one makes the game look like a cell shaded. Another one will turn it into a pixelated experience. Um, there are more than 10 gameplay modifiers that are unlocked after completing games, such as Mirror World and more conventional ones like Infinite Ammo. You know, I would replay it with Infinite Ammo just to get through the story, but like also feel like a boss, just mowing people down. Because at first... That would be pretty cool. I did play extremely stealthy because ammo is so scarce, even on like the normal mode. Um, so playing with uh, 
with infinite ammo would be fun. Uh, let's see. Naughty Dog has also added a variety of frequently requested little options and features. Uh, the patch will allow you to manually disable listen mode and adjust the level of film grain. Uh, there's also a feature aimed at the speedrunning community, which is the ability to display up to the second playtime on save files. Um, and there's a collection of accessibility improvements to elements like the Rat King battle. What? Do you the remember? Rat King battle? <laughs> what? What does this mean? I don't know what that means. It's part of the, oh, the multiplayer. Oh, I think that might be the, uh, the the one battle in the sewers. Who is the Rat King? Oh! Okay, never mind. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call him the Rat King. That's not the first name that comes to mind. Uh, no. Abomination is the first king name that comes Abomination? to mind. Abomination? Um, okay. The Rat King. That's me. I am the Rat King. Anyways. <laughs> that's all for Last of Us Part 2. Which, I don't know if I'm ever going to play again, but we'll see. Um, and then finally, PlayStation had a state of play last Thursday. I was excited It was very underwhelming. It. Just say it how it is. It was very underwhelming. All those leaks they reported on last week, completely false. Um, to the surprise of nobody, because uh, Sony set the expectations pretty clear and said, listen, there's no major PS5 news, and it's like, but what if they're lying to us? They might be. They've lied. In I the still past. think there's another state of play coming this month. Uh, they, they have to. There's, there is no way we can go into September without having some idea of when you can pre-order the system. But Unless I don't think it's, it's going to be a state of play. State of plays are monthly. I think it will just be announced, like in a blog post. Maybe. Yeah. Not going to have Maybe. a video for it. But yeah, I mean, we can't. The state of plays. The previous, not the state of play. The because the last one wasn't a state of play. The PS5 like reveal with all the game, like the game lineup or whatever. That was. That, they've done enough. It's okay if they if they put a show that wasn't that's great. Um, but there were some minor announcements here that are kind of cool. Um, Crash 4 is coming October 2nd, and it looks incredible. We got a really good look at the gameplay. There's all kinds of cosmetic outfits, and you can play as Dingo Dial and Cortex, which are bosses from the original games. Um, and there's a really cool like mirror mode for levels where it doesn't just reverse the levels, but there's all kinds of different effects. Um, like one where if you like spin as Crash, like the, the world will all be black and white, and if you spin, you'll like spray paint everywhere and kind of color the world in so you can see where you're going. Um, and they showed off a bunch of others that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. So it does look like it'll be a really, really cool entry, um, the first new Crash game since, you know, in like 10 years. So very excited for that. Um, Hitman. No con- no confirmation, though, here on a PS5 version or like an upgrade or anything, which was interesting. Yeah, they didn't say anything, which I'm sure. I'd imagine would be. this would be like backwards compatible. One of the few, one of the whatever, hundreds of games or thousands of PS4 games that backwards compatible, I'd hope. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, and then Hitman 3 is coming January 2021. Um, they announced PSVR support for not just Hitman 3, but for all of the original, well, not original, but like the new remastered trilogy that they've made so uh hitman one and two um all those chapters will be will have vr support which i don't know why you would want that i don't know i don't know either i mean it looks kind of interesting but i barely want to play the games in their own i do i do genuinely want to play the games i think i'd enjoy them but not in vr um braid anniversary edition is coming 2021 it's totally redone with uh apparently quote-unquote the most extensive commentary of any game where you can literally like the developer was saying if you're looking to be a game designer you'll be able to hear literally everything about every design process whether it's audio graphics level design all that fun stuff 
Yeah, so Braid Braid came out uh, years ago on PS3 and Xbox 360. The game is super cool. Yes, um, I believe I own it. Very on cool Steam, puzzler. And I've never played it. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Anyways, one day. Um, the Pathless is coming later this year. It's an open world mythic adventure game, but it, this was the one with like the the bow and arrow girl, and it's originally an Apple arcade game. I was gonna say this is a mobile game, yeah. But like they spent a good five minutes of this presentation talking about it like it was showing gameplay and everything yeah, yeah. i was like okay sure um spelunky 2 is coming later this year genshin Impact. this is a big one spelunky 2 is a big one is it uh, people are really excited i think that's coming like september or something right i have no idea i just put later this year when i wasn't sure because <laughs> i'll look it up yeah that's fine i i have no idea spelunky one so sorry to the spelunky fans out there me a terrible what the fun cast member i just sat there complaining the whole time <laughs> as i glanced over um, At least I took notes. Yes. Um, Genshin Impact. September 15th. November, sorry? September 15th. Oh, September 15th, okay. Um, Genshin Impact is also, I don't know, it just looks like anime the game, sure. Um, Aeon Must what? Die. This was a weird one because, so it's another kind of like anime game. I don't know, gameplay looks very interesting. Um, but immediately after the state of play, the development team sent some like email out and they were like we all the hard like people that did all the hard work on this game had like walked out of the company for i forgot what the reason was uh but then i guess they just hired a bunch of people to use all of their work and throw together a trailer for the game yeah it seemed very very uh shitty but yes very shitty we'll see and then anno mutinationum <laughs> Mutation? Sure. I don't know what any of these games are. And then we saw Bug Snacks again, which I still don't know what this People is. People are so excited about this game. It looks very silly. It looks like it'll be fun. It, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it is. It's basically, imagine if every every food had eyes. <laughs> That's yeah, the game. Haunted. Um, Control is officially getting an Alan Wake DLC, literally called the Alan Wake Expansion, um, which is, I had talked about this when I talked, when I beat the game, how, like, it there exist in the same universe and they consider the what happened the events of alan wake to be like a paranormal event in the world of control um so it's really cool to see maybe i'll actually play this dlc who knows even though i've had enough of that game um <laughs> they announced uh auto chess sure um the pedestrian this one was announced for ps4 in january 2021 but the gameplay looked really really interesting i don't know if you were watching at this point um, I did. It was like it was like the flat surface where like the like the bathroom door sign guy was like moving around or whatever. Yeah, it's like you play this character that like just can only I guess interact with like street signs and other screens and things like that. So you'll just be like, I don't know, you solving puzzles on these little street signs. Looks like a fun puzzle game, but it is very interesting that it's coming to only PS4. They made no mention of PS5 um, for yeah. 2021. Um, Hood Outlaws and Legends looks like a, another silly kind of RPG. Um, Temtem is literally Pokemon, but not Pokemon. They're like, battle with these monsters, and it's like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, Godfall, which we've seen before, and looks okay. And that was it. That was the whole show. They showed a bunch of Godfall gameplay, and it really didn't look any better than it did before when they showed no, Godfall looks, gameplay. <laughs> so. It looked pretty bad. So, a couple things. Pedestrian was confirmed for PS5 as well. Oh, okay. I don't know why um, they only showed the PS4 logo. I was like, uh... Yeah, I just... I, they confirmed that on the PlayStation blog, so I think people were confused. Temtem, this is a game that was like... 
I remember people being like, oh, yeah, they're going to get in a lot of trouble for this. And then here we are. I mean, it's like a direct a direct Pokemon clone. I mean, it's off, basically like you can say like Digimon is also a Pokemon clone, which kind of is. But well, they're digital yeah. monsters. They're not pocket monsters. So it's different. But Temtem, like just Google it real quick. You'll see what we mean. Like, yeah, it's it's in early access right now on Steam for thirty seven dollars. It does have apparently good reviews. People are liking it on Steam. That's very positive. Um, here, so this is like the first review I'm seeing. For this old lady, it's like getting to relive that feeling of joy and discovery I had in 1998 when Pokemon Red released in the US. I highly recommend playing it blind and learning the game and mechanics intuitively. Most of the combat mechanics are solid. Blah, blah, blah. So it, yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, so yeah, that about wraps it up for episode... What is this? 87? Wow. I'm getting old. <laughs> getting old? 87. Of what the fun cast. Again, we run over our, our hour mark, but it's fine. Sometimes hey, we covered a lot in this episode. We did. And, uh, you know. And then next, up, we next covered... week, we're going to have one news item. Paul's going to ramble again. Get ready. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I... Will. <laughs> Anyways, this has been episode 87 of What the Fun Cast. Without further ado, this is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace!